This is episode number 258 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. Last week, I started a two-part series on how to make a presentation more interesting. And if you recall from that first episode, I mentioned that you can be the most charismatic and confident speaker on the planet, but if your presentation is boring or complicated or uninteresting, then your skill as a speaker just doesn't really matter. So last week, I gave you the first uh, three presentation enhancers, and this week, I'm going to give you four more ways to kind of make your speech more interesting. By the way, if you are enjoying the episodes, I need a favor from you. Would you mind taking a few seconds and leaving me a, a great review on your podcast app? Uh, for instance, a Apple Podcasts, just go to the, the main page and scroll down till you get to the review section. It only takes a couple of seconds to leave a review. The content on the show is absolutely free every single week, uh, and your reviews help us keep it that way. So it, we really, really appreciate the feedback as well. By the way, the episode is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear and become a more persuasive speaker, we've got two-day public speaking classes coming up in Detroit, Minneapolis, Miami, Washington, D.C., Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Chicago, and Cincinnati for details about any of those classes or any classes in other cities that I didn't mention, just go to fearlesspresentations.com for details. All right, so let's get on with the rest of the seven presentation ideas that will help you make a speech more interesting. So picking up where we left off last week, presentation enhancer number four is a sample. An item that a person can see, touch, feel is a better visual aid than a photo on a slideshow. So one of the best examples that I've ever seen of this in one of my classes was it was about a decade or so ago now. But when I was teaching a, a public speaking class in Las Vegas, one of the participants in the class worked for the Southland Corporation. That's the company that owns the 7-Eleven convenience stores uh, and uh, they were having a marketing crisis at the at the time because they had spent decades building up brands like Big Gulp and Big Bite and Slurpee and in that during that time though the the buyer had shifted dramatically to healthier options so 7-Eleven had started offering deli fresh sandwiches sandwiches at and in, in their stores and the marketing person that was in my class um in the morning, she gave her presentation about uh, about what they were kind of doing, and um, and talking about how nice their new healthy sandwiches were, and it it actually sounded really good. But so throughout that day, though, we had began to take the original presentation that she designed that morning and add more ways to kind of jazz up the 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 presentation. So at lunch, this marketing person went out to one of the Seven Eleven stores that was close to the to the the location where we were teaching the classroom 
and also went to a competitor and bought a sandwich from each one of the, the, the stores as a sample. So the deli sandwich from her store was beautiful and fresh and had bright green lettuce and juicy tomatoes and that kind of thing. The sandwich from the competitor was one of those sandwiches. You, know, you kind of get them in vending machines, but it was like the tr- the sandwich that was cut in half. So it became kind of a triangle and in, in uh, two triangles shoved into a, a, a triangle plastic box. And she just kind of passed those two items around as she was giving her presentation. And she she basically just said, hey, this is what you get from us, which is a nice, fresh, nice sandwich. And then uh, she she held up the little cardboard or the um, the the uh, plastic uh, triangle box and said, this is what you get from our competitors. So a very good sample can sometimes be compelling if it's appropriate. So number five, the fifth impact idea that you can use that that can make your speech more interesting is what we call a name drop, or sometimes it could be two or three name drops. (laughs) So a name drop, it's similar to a quote. We covered that last week, but without actually quoting the source. So a name drop could either be a famous person or a, a, a recognized brand name company, that kind of thing. For instance, since my company has taught presentation classes to like over 400 of the Fortune 500 companies on the on the Fortune list, uh, we often just kind of name drop big customers in the in the same industry of the company who is requesting information from us. You know, so like for instance, if if um, the the prospective customer is a university, you know, a lot of times we'll you know we've taught we've taught tons of classes on the university level. So I've, I personally have taught classes for organizations like Texas A&M, Boston University, even Harvard, which was kind of cool. Uh, and those clients give us a lot of credibility. So just by name dropping those organizations, it establishes credibility for me and the the folks here at my company. Another example is is um, sometimes when I'm teaching classes about how important it is to narrow down your content to, to three, four, five points. I often will just name drop other professional speakers or organizations who also agree with me. Like, for instance, there's an organization called Slide Genius that helps companies design design better slides, Presentations Magazine, big in the presentation industry, and big training companies like the Dale Carnegie Organization and the American Management Association. They all believe in some form of what's called the rule of three in presentation. So by name dropping those other organizations, it, it it's not that I'm quoting any of those other sources. I'm just saying that each of those sources agrees with the statement that I'm making. So, of course, if any of the listeners and the, the people who are in the audience want to verify the claim, it's really easy for them to do a Google search and see that the, the organizations that I'm name dropping um, uh, reinforce what, what I've said. So it allows kind of the inner Sherlock Holmes and your audience members to come out and do their own investigation. And when they do, they find that you were you were right on the money. So it's a really solid way to kind of build credibility. So the sixth impact idea is what I call non-PowerPoint visual aids, because that's going to help make your speech just way more compelling, way more interesting. Uh, I'm not saying to not use PowerPoint, by the way. I I use PowerPoint all the time. I'm just saying to not just use PowerPoint. Don't use PowerPoint as your only visual aid. For instance, if you insert a photo onto your slideshow, you might... basically once you kind of show that to the audience, it's only up there for a few seconds, depending on how long you're on that slide. And then you hit the next button and it's gone. 
So you might consider getting a, a photo made into like a poster or a board because a poster is going to have way more longevity to the people that are in your audience. Uh, I, I give you a good example of this. One of my clients was competing to win a a, a, a contract for a five-year project. So basically their competitors for this project did what most people would do in that situation. They designed a slideshow about how great they were. Hey, you should hire us because we are phenomenal at doing this type of thing, right? This group wanted to do something totally different. So they just created a single visual aid. It was risky, but it really worked. It was a 20-foot board. I mean, it took up the whole a whole wall in in the room and the board was a timeline of the entire project. So they broke the project into time periods and told stories about how the project would proceed through each one of those periods. And, and it worked really well uh, on a different project. A, a team was trying to build a high tech science center on the campus of the University of Texas. And my client had worked with hundreds of different universities on building projects. But at that time, they'd only done a single project where the guidelines for like indoor temperature, humidity, et cetera, was, was, had to be exact. This was a very technical kind of, of building project. And the one project that they had worked on when they put the photo up on, on their slideshow in the, in the practice session, it looked like something out of Epcot. It was aluminum glass mirror exterior. It was a beautiful building, but one of the things about the university of Texas campus is right in the middle of downtown Austin. And the campus is very kind of Gothic, I guess is the best way to describe it. So, you know, pillars, gargoyles, concrete, that kind of thing. So uh, rather than than making the presentation about that one project that they'd worked on and and because if you'd put something like that in the middle of downtown Austin, it's going to be an eyesore. You know, it's, it's going to be it's going to really stand out, especially on the campus of, of UT. So one of the architects basically just went down to the campus and took a sketchbook and pencil and started sketching things that he liked about the current campus architecture. And and he was doing it just to kind of bring ideas back to the team, but but when he brought them back up to the to the room, the sketches were so good that they actually became part of the final presentation. They basically what they did was they um I don't know if you know you can do this, but in PowerPoint you can hit the W button and it turns the screen white. And what they did was it became became kind of a the the projector became kind of a spotlight. They just moved a tripod over with the with the architect's sketches on it and just kind of flipped through some of the sketches that he made up and said, hey, this is something that we like on the such and such building. And we think this would be great on this high tech, you know, building and that kind of thing. So basically he they were reading the crowd much better than what their competitors did. So instead of focusing on the high tech stuff, they focused on how we can make this fit into your campus, you know, how we can make this high tech structure fit within your campus. So it's not an eyesore and and they got the job. So sometimes kind of getting away from your, your slideshow can be very, very effective or helpful in, in creating impact. Okay. So the last presentation enhancer, I want to spend a little bit more time on it's, it's what we call using showmanship to make a speech more interesting you never want to underestimate the entertainment value of any of your presentation. I'm going to let that sink in for just a second. I'm going to repeat it because it is so, 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 so important. Never, ever, ever, ever underestimate the entertainment value 
in any presentation. Most speakers think that if they just give their audience the knowledge and the content without sounding like an idiot, then they've succeeded. However, I mean, if you think about think about the um, uh, about the the teacher in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the old. I mean, movie because I'm getting old now, but it was really funny. And but it's still quoted uh, a lot. Anyone, anyone, yeah. If if you are if you as the speaker aren't interesting, then your audience is often going to be distracted from your content. So it's important to add some flair or some showmanship to your speech to really capture and hold the the audience's attention. Now, obviously. If you add in a few of the other items that we've covered, these seven items, you're going to be much more interesting. It's going to, your delivery is going to be better. But the key is to think to yourself, how, how can I make this presentation content more interesting for the people that are sitting there? I want to make this different from the last 15 presentations that each of these class, each one of these audience members have, um, have seen in the past. Uh, for instance, I had a, a class member who was a line supervisor for Amgen Pharmaceuticals. They make cancer drugs. And um, one of his jobs or one of his responsibilities was quality control on on that that product line. So during his presentation, he kind of paused for a second and he asked, hey, have you guys ever seen a million bucks? And he kind of held his hand up when he when he said it. And of course, we all kind of shook our heads no. And then he continued. He took a, a few granules of sugar. Basically, he'd taken a sugar packet from the back of the room, the coffee bar at the back of the room, and ripped the top off of it. And he had palmed that in his hand for most of the presentation, like a magician would do, so nobody could kind of see it. And then he flicked his wrist in front of him, and a few granules of sugar kind of fell on the, the table in front of him. And he said, if that much contaminant gets into our drug line, we lose a million dollars worth of product like that. And it was it was a really dramatic way to kind of make his point, and 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 of course we all remember remembered that specific part of the the presentation. So keep in mind that regardless of which or any of these ideas that you use, you got you have to do something to make your presentation more interested and interesting. The the ideas that I've kind of covered in the list they're, they're not exhaustive or comprehensive by any means. In fact, some of these ideas may spark creativity in other areas where you can add more impact to your presentation. The most important thing to remember, though, is that you don't want to just be doing what everybody else is doing. You want to make your speeches a little bit different, make them a little bit more interesting. And if you do, your audience is really going to love you. All right. So thanks a lot for being a part of Fearless Presentation. See you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.